Good morning. Welcome back to the Always in Pursuit podcast. I am Megan. I'm the Directors of Ministries here at Pursuit. And today I'm joined in the studio with the ladies of Pursuit. That's right. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Natalie. I'm the worship director here. And I'm Bobby, and I am the pastor of Kids Ministry. Yeah, yeah. Today we have the boys homesick. Um, So we're taking over. Yeah. We miss them, but... We're also having fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, we got a lot done at staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pastor Aaron, just to give you guys an update, Pastor Aaron is still in the hospital fighting his pneumonia, uh, but we talked to him yesterday on FaceTime, and he's feeling a little bit better. Things are, are progressing. Um, yeah, he's looking better, too. And, yeah, mm-hmm. his spirits were a lot higher than, yeah. than I think. Still got jokes. Been. Oh, always. Always, jokes. always got <laughs> jokes. Um, and Pastor Mark <clears throat> is... Uh, is still battling the infection in his foot, so he is home resting with his foot up on his couch. Maybe possibly watching this at home. Hi, Mark. We'll see. Um, we just wanted to do a quick review from the sermon this last weekend, if you guys missed that. Mm-hmm. We are in our Counterculture of Sabbath mm-hmm. series. Yeah. And this last week we talked about Sabbath versus noise. Yeah, and Pastor Mark um, shared about a lot about how... Um, we can look at scripture for the best practices because as we know Jesus went away a lot like in his ministry like that's how he started his ministry kind of like Mm -hmm. that you know he went away for 40 days and was tempted and then oftentimes just over and over again you see him retreating and spending time with um, God praying Um, and then when he would come back he was filled with the spirit so that he could perform miracles and preach the word Mm -hmm. and so um it was just a great reminder and example of what we should try to be doing what we should be mimicking like the more time we can spend away with god the likelihood that um we can use our gifts appropriately and that the holy spirit will fill us and we can do all of those things that jesus did um and um he also went into like talking about our own personal quiet time or our own personal rest or Sabbath. Like, do you struggle to find time to make that? And I think the answer for a lot of people, especially today, is yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, how can, what practices can we start to develop this if we're not good at it? Or if we were good at it once and we need to get good at it again mm-hmm. um, because life has seasons and it, it can affect yeah. us all differently. Yeah. So, and one of the main things I think that we kind of took away from it, or at least that I did was that like the world is noisy, like, and it's going to cancel out God's still voice. If you're not making space for silence yeah. or rest yep. or any of that. So yeah. it was really encouraging. I was really challenged by like, what, how can I reduce noise in my life? Yep. I think it was interesting, I think Mark pointed this out on Sunday, that when Jesus chose to, like, take rest was not, like, in his downtime when there was nothing going on. It was, like, after a big event or before a big event or at a time when the disciples were like, hey, hey, Jesus, we actually have more people over here that, like, (laughs) want to hear from you or be healed or whatever. Um, Maybe now's not the best time for a break. (laughs) And he was like, nope. Now's the time. Yep. Now is exactly the time. <laughs> um, you don't get it yet, but I'm going to keep doing this until you get it. Yeah, his human side needed that rest. Yeah. 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 I can just see the disciples like, what? 
And then, like, trying to tell people, like, I don't know. He went away to pray. I don't know where he went. He's just gone. Like, sorry, guys. You got to wait another, like, three hours for him to return. (laughs) The planner in me is, like, freaking out already. And it happened years ago. Oh, yeah. Just imagining some of the disciples being like, wait, you can heal other people, but you got to go take a rest? Can't you, like do something and just like magically be, right. be better yeah. um and jesus is like yeah i could but you guys can't so mm-hmm. like let me let me show you this rhythm yes yeah. keep working on this all right and we're back <laughs> had a few technical difficulties there trying to get the audio working for the live stream um but it didn't so we're going old school just audio podcast um and we are talking about digital detox yeah. and why we need to be taking some time apart and how we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a topic that I feel really strongly about. I, a few years ago, um, like six or seven years ago, worked in home health care and I was the on-call supervisor, which meant I had to have my phone on me 24-7. Mm. Um, I had one month, usually two days off a month, or like one weekend, one month. Um, one weekend off a month where I could be away from my house but other than that, I was on call all the time, had to be within an hour of my house, mm-hmm. and had to answer my phone at all times. It's so much. Um, and I learned through that experience how important turning your phone off yeah. and, like, getting away mm-hmm. and disconnecting. Mm-hmm. I also lived at work while I did this. Um, so work <laughs> was my entire life. Oh, man. And it was good. I loved my job. Um, I couldn't do it forever. Mm-hmm. And coming out of it, I was like, all right. I would like go shopping without my phone just because I could mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, no, I'm just going to turn my phone off at random times during the day because I can. Yeah. Um, so this has taught me, I've come back a little bit, you know, the pendulum swung mm-hmm. to like the other extreme and I just never wanted to have my phone on me. Yeah. Um, I've, I've settled in the little, in the middle a little bit more. Um, but I've learned some good practices to try and help keep myself in check mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I don't get any email alerts on my phone. I have email on my phone, so I can go in and look at it, but it can never send me any notifications. Um, and I turn those notifications off after work hours. Huh? Yeah. So I don't respond to email. If you email me at 8 o'clock at night, you'll get a response my next business day. <laughs> yes. Um, I just, I have learned that it's just nothing is that important. Yeah. Granted, if there's an emergency and you text me, I will show up. Like, mm-hmm. this is ministry. I feel like we all yeah. kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. There might be that 2 a.m. call, yeah. and you have to go to the hospital right. or go sit with family mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and that's okay. I'm not saying I won't do that. But if you text me about, I, I don't know, a small group question or yeah. something that's not super important, I'm probably not going to text you back yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, I worked um, at a church, and it got like where people were emailing me especially like Sunday school teachers were emailing me on Saturday night like questions or things that they needed Uh and I was trying to change the culture of that of like no I'm not going to drop (laughs) everything at nine o'clock on Saturday night to try to help you for tomorrow right so I put on my email a vacation response or response every weekend that said like I'm and in order to live a healthier life, I am not responding to emails mm-hmm. between, you know, this time Friday till this time Monday. I will respond to you back on Monday. 
Um, but if it's an emergency, here's my phone number yep. and you can call me. Yep. No one ever called me. Those Sunday school teachers figured it out. They never called me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. So, and I actually got responses from people that had emailed me over the weekend to my auto response. They're like, this is awesome. Way yeah. to go. Good for you. You yeah. know, it's always good feedback. And yep. if you can do that for your email at work, like yes. I think people appreciate it and they know they're not sitting there like, oh. Yeah. They didn't respond to my email. What's wrong? Like, yeah. are they mad? Like, was it me? Yeah, exactly. Just, mm-hmm. They have healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know Mark shared the example of, of David Sornet, the pastor at Renovation, and how he just, like, turns his phone off when he gets home mm-hmm. and won't check it again until 8.30 when his kids, kids go to bed. Um, and I think sometimes we feel guilty about setting these boundaries, mm-hmm. but we don't need to be accessible 24-7. Yeah, no way. And Mm -hmm. reachable. Like, there are some people in your life that should be able to reach you Mm -hmm. whenever. Like, that's fine. They can call you. Mm -hmm. Um, But email is not urgent. Yeah. Um, So that's one of the things that I did. And it shouldn't be an urgent form of communication. (laughs) If there's an urgent form, there's other ways to get out of Yeah. Um, I have gotten out of the habit of doing this. This whole series has been super convicting for me of, like. (laughs) For all of us. Amen. (laughs) How I've, like, lapsed in some things. But for a while, I didn't keep my phone on my nightstand. I would, like, keep it plugged in either in my kitchen or, like, in the living room so that it wasn't the last thing I looked at right before bed. It wasn't Mm -hmm. the last thing um, that I – or the first thing I looked at in the morning. Like, I had the sound up, so if somebody called me, I could hear it um, from wherever it was. Um, But it just doesn't need to be right there. It hinders your sleep so much. There's been so many sleep studies on how the blue light from your phone and just having it there wrecks your sleep. Even at the very least, if you can't get rid of it from your bedroom, turning that blue light off. Yeah. That's been nice. I always have the blue light off on my phone. (laughs) It's never on. That's a great idea. And Dan, Dan, my husband, his phone – he has it like blue light all the way up, even like in the Ugh. dark. And he shows me something, it's and I'm blinding. like, "It's yelling at me! Turn it down! It's too loud!" Yeah. And because I don't know how he does it, it's like, no, I just I like, well, yeah, pictures don't look as good, maybe, but like, nah, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with just having it off all the time. Exactly. Um, <laughs> another one idea. that I'm uh, the staff here have learned this that I'm like <laughs> super on is I won't respond to email on my days off. Mm. Um, I work part-time. I'm generally off on Mondays and Thursdays. I won't check my email. I won't Mm -hmm. do it. Um, Or on vacation. I won't Mm -hmm. do it. Um, Because I have a hard time disconnecting and I have a hard time letting go. And so to be able to, like, turn my brain off and switch it to Mm -hmm. vacation mode or rest mode, I have to, like, not know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So just you don't have to do it. Yeah. Figure out when your time on and off is, whether it's nights and weekends or whatever, and then just don't check it. Yeah. And I think, like, if – I think of people who are like, well, if I don't check it, like, my boss is going to get mad at me or, you know, like, I think having that conversation with your boss. Setting and, those yeah. boundaries. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and telling them, like, this isn't for me. And if it's if it's something that you get in trouble for or, like, maybe – is this a healthy job for you then? Right. Yeah. Like – I think now, especially with the pandemic and, and after, we people are more aware of what they want in a healthy workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so you actually have more clout than you probably did yeah. previously. Yeah. And 
people are willing if you're yeah. a good worker and you're and you're good at your job and you know what you're doing like they're willing to accommodate yeah. you a little yeah. bit more than maybe they were in the past so yeah. now's the time to be like no this is my boundary this is my line yep I'm not crossing it yeah. that's something that I really struggled with when I was a missions director yeah. in Alaska because we had to be yeah on call 24 yeah. 7 mm. especially because we're four hours uh, behind mm-hmm. and being able to communicate with people yeah in the summertime whenever we would be up there and then me trying to take care of my staff and then trying to take care of the missions team at the same time and trying to make everyone happy oh my goodness yeah burn out real quick Uh real 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 quick so that was when I was really bad at (laughs) turning things off yeah yeah I think people can identify with that they're probably close to burnout and more people if you're actually sit down and are quiet for a second mm-hmm. you're going to realize yeah. that if you're not will you come tell us yeah. what you're doing yeah <laughs> so yeah so we can have those healthy boundaries too yes. yeah. i will say now it's so healthy like uh mark does a really good job of being intentional with making sure that we're taking time yeah off and mm-hmm. so that's really nice yeah to be able to do that yeah yeah. And I was thinking back, like, with Mark sharing on Sunday just about, like, taking that time for personal Sabbath mm-hmm. or quiet time, just all of that. Like, like when you first start doing it, especially if you've gotten out of a season of doing it or you've never done it, like, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some practical things you can do to make it fruitful. Like, one thing that I – I'm a journaler, which helps. It guides me. It keeps me on track. Like, it's it's almost like having an agenda in front of you, even though it's a blank page. Like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing with this, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and then having another piece of paper, again, not your phone, another piece of paper next to you, because you, it's going to pop up like, oh, yeah, I forgot to order this. Or, (laughs) oh, yeah, I have to remember (laughs) to call this person and do this. So real. Like, all of those start popping in your brain because Mm -hmm. you quieted it down, and then all the things that you suppressed and wanted to remember start popping up. So, like, having a piece of paper and just writing it down, and you know it's written, so you're not going to forget it because you have this paper now. And then mentally you can, like, can check out that and that usually takes like 10 minutes to start with so like having that 10 minutes of time of starting to like for me it's like prayer journal right like start praying but writing it out Mm -hmm. and then those things pop up and so the first couple you know lines or whatever of my prayer journal is very disconnected and very like (laughs) oh wait I had to stop to write this down so like just taking that time yeah because I was thinking about it like this. I went to, so I taught overseas for a year in a small island. And island time is very different than anything else. Yeah. And th- it was an island in, called Taipan. And it was like 1950s came and had left. Like it was just very <laughs> kind of behind everything. But I loved it. And it was awesome. And it was great. I was a missionary teacher. And I came back. And there's a 15-hour difference for time. So oh it's a little different. So I That's remember tough. coming back. And I remember this Anyway, I remember coming back and just being shocked by America. Yeah. The busyness, all of the things. Like, And maybe if you've been Mm -hmm. on a long-term mission trip or you've been done mission, you come back and it's just – 
the opposite of what you've been experiencing. And I just remember like being awake in the middle of the night because, you know, 15 hour time difference. <laughs> and like watching the, it takes a 15 the days shopping. to recap. Yeah, yeah, the sh- home shopping network and being like, oh, I need these things. Like, where have they been in my life? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need them. I didn't need them at all. I'm a single, I was single at the time, living at my parents' house again. Like, I didn't need, you know, yeah. this brand new makeup that was going to change my world, right? Like, <laughs> but I had convinced myself that I did. It's kind of like that when you when you haven't done quiet time for a while. And then all of a sudden, your body's just, like, shook from, like, sitting there. Yeah. And yeah. it just rattles who you are a bit. And you're like, no, this is the good, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where that wasn't healthy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, this is the good that you want to get to. This is the healthy that you need to work towards. Yeah. And yeah. even filling out, like, writing your to-do list or your goals list for the day, even before going in, that's what's helped me. Yeah. yeah. Like, before I'm about to do something intensive, about to read the Bible, about to do a devotional something, I write all that stuff down. Mm. I didn't realize I do that, but I do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it just helps me be like, oh, I have written it down. I can forget about it for a little right. bit of time. Yeah. So I grew up um, in a fairly traditional Baptist church and going to church camp every summer. And I just assumed that everybody was really good mm-hmm. at like daily quiet time. Oh my goodness. All of us felt that way. And I was yes. like, man, everybody spends like two one. hours in the word. Mm-hmm. It's great. And I'm why horrible. can't I figure this out? <laughs> yeah. Right? It, I had such a hard time focusing. It was, I mean, granted, when I was like 12, I started in like Genesis trying to read through the Bible. <laughs> yes. And I was like, this don't is do so that. boring. Yeah, don't do that. Don't start at Genesis. Um, and it was just so hard to just sit and read. And I would read and then I'd be like, wait, where am I in this story? What right. has happened? Yeah. Um, so I actually started writing scripture yeah, I and i would that. like read a chapter and then write the chapter out yes I yeah love that. um i do this quite a bit just it helps my brain process it helps quiet things down a little bit because i have something to do and think about mm-hmm. that i have to like focus on what i'm writing mm-hmm. that i can't think about the other things mm-hmm. as much um i also prayer is a funny thing um, it's just a conversation. So I do it a lot in my car while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I just like chat with Jesus. Um, and there are times where if you were to watch me driving, you would think I was raging about something. Um, <laughs> cause I get a little animated, but just <laughs> figure out what works for you. Yeah. And I, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, the difference between conviction, yeah. which is godly and biblical and guilt and shame, which is not something God wants for us. Um, a lot of times I think we feel guilty that we haven't spent time spent time with Jesus or spent time in the Word. Or we think about like, oh, I only have 10 minutes, so I'll wait and I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. And then you feel bad that you didn't do it later. Later never happens. Later yeah. never happens. Or like, I didn't do it yesterday, so I feel bad, so I don't really want to talk to Jesus right now and talk about it how I didn't make time for it yesterday. So then I don't do it again today. And that just like snowballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's just, just, it's something that we get stuck in and mm-hmm. the devil just like rebels in it. Yeah. Because we get in our own head and get in our own way. So much comparison happens yeah. and that guilt and shame is where that comes from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just start small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Mark made an important point on Sunday when he said like find time and decide when you're going to do it 
Yeah. Don't just wait for like when you have 10 free minutes yeah. during the day because then you'll get to bedtime. And I used to try and do um, my devos before bed and I would fall asleep. Yeah. I would like fall asleep with my Bible on my face <laughs> and I was out. Because I just, <laughs> you didn't remember anything that you read. No. no. But it was restful sleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so just like pick that 10 minutes. If 10 minutes is what you've got, yeah. mm-hmm. great. If it's an audio Bible and you're listening to scripture in the car when you drive, because that's where you have time, great. Yeah. yeah. If it's using an app like Dwell or a U version mm-hmm. that has devotionals set out, um, I know U version has one that's like where it's the daily scripture, and yeah. then they have a pastor or, or some sort of ministry leader do like a two minute thing. And then you can read through the prompts. Yeah. It takes less than five minutes. And you can yeah. listen. Yes. You can listen to scripture through you version. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if you need examples or <clears throat> places to start, like mm. we would love to have those conversations with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a library full of different devotionals that I've done or tried or or something. Um, but I just, I, I want us to come away with the knowledge that we're all bad at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even our pastors, we're all bad at this. <laughs> Nobody has like got this figured out. Yeah. Um, and there are seasons. There might be a season where we do this really well and it's mm-hmm. easy and fun and engaging. And then there's a season where it's not exciting and it just feels <laughs> yeah, dry. It's hard. And mm-hmm. every day yeah. is kind of a drag. Um, but just p- keep pushing through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday about how everyone seems sick right now and it's just kind of exhausting and I was lamenting a little bit and not in the best mental space. Um, and she was reminding me that rest is important. We've been talking about this now for a few weeks, um, but true rest only comes when we abide in Christ yeah. and when we're spending time with him. Um, and I was like, man, that's a word. I needed to hear that. <laughs> yes. Because um, I spent Monday, my day off, most of the day just sleeping. Um, and that was important. My body needed rest. But my body also needed some time with Jesus. Yes. Um, and I spent my day sleeping Yeah. instead of there. So. Yeah. I also wanted to encourage people, if you have, like, I just remember feeling huge guilt for a long time about my devotional habits or my quiet my finding rest or my finding time with Jesus. And if that's where you are, it's okay for you right now to take the time to let go of that guilt yeah, and to not feel like you have to start something like it was freeing to me to say, okay, I'm going to let go of this guilt and I'm going to, I'm going to trust God in all of this. And because I don't think guilt is something that God gives you. I think it's something that the devil uses to pull you back down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a feeling that he wants you to have. Conviction is different, right? We kind of talked about that. But like allowing yourself to fully let go of that guilt so it doesn't hinder you anymore. And taking a week, two weeks, however long you've been feeling that way, like to be released of it. And when it comes back again, to remind yourself to just be released of it, that God doesn't want you to feel that. And so um, he wants you to be with him, but but I think it's also a good spiritual practice to finally just let go of that guilt so that you can start somewhere. And it doesn't then 
create another cycle where yeah. you feel guilty and then you get pulled down again. Yeah. Like to take that time to say, I don't have to start anything right now. I just need to work on letting go of all these guilty feelings that I have or this shame that I have associated with it or shame about other things. Like allowing yourself to heal from that first before you start mm. yeah. new, I think is really important, especially if it's something that's been really weighing you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and when you think about like, rest in the Lord or spending your quiet time like what when you step back and like look at your life like what are the rhythms of your life saying to Mm -hmm. others about your following Jesus like is there are you making space for him and is that a priority yep are you trying to make space for him like like I think that speaks volumes to people and if you haven't even thought about it like this is the time to say like I need to start making space Mm -hmm. And maybe it is just sitting in solitude for a couple minutes and praying. Right. It doesn't have to start with scripture, although that's great. And we want that to be your end goal. But yeah. yeah. But well, let's think about like Sunday when Mark was talking about how Jesus just took time to be away and then he was filled with the Holy Spirit. There had to be some sort of moment where he's like, "Okay, I need to let go of everything that's about to happen or that just happened. And so that rest time wasn't necessarily concentrated time with God the Father. Mm-hmm. It was maybe that concentrated time to allow his heart to be open to receiving the Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. sometimes for us, like we talk about, we've been talking about a little bit more of how we need to get rid of the stuff that's inside of our heads. Like yeah. Bobby, you and I were saying that. And Megan, yeah. I know that you deal with that too. And so this rest time, resting, Sabbath, it's not necessarily going to be all the time concentrated time with God. It's going to be resting so we can prepare ourselves to have that concentrated time with him. And he's Mm going to honor that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think people forget that. They think sometimes quiet time is just another thing on their checklist in their Mm -hmm. busy life, right? Like when actuality it's, you know, you're right. Like it's Jesus probably just sat down and exhaled Mm -hmm. quite a few times. Right. And just allowed to say like, open your palms and just say, God, I need help. I need to be restful right now. And you like send your spirit, you know, like just any of that stuff. And I think we don't always do that. And as, as people, you know, working in the church, I feel like I have more opportunities to do that because I yeah. like if I'm leading something, I want God to be doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm at my friend's house, like hanging out, have I taken time to say, Lord, what are you doing here? Yeah. And how can I help them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little different. Like if I, you know, when I worked at you know, Starbucks, did I take time to <laughs> open my hands and say, Lord, what are you doing through me here? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Probably should have. Just looking got back upset now. at the person behind the counter. <laughs> yes, like, oh, you want 15 Splendas in your... <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, getting mad at people instead. Like, But, like, actually thinking through, like, your everyday workplace, your everyday mission field yep. that you're going to. Because working in a church, it's different. And yeah. I think everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, you work at a church. You get to be a professional Christian. <laughs> kind of but like it's also hard but it's also hard for everyone else right so like really thinking of I'm opening my hands and allowing the Holy Spirit to fill me and to use that power to do my devotional or also to go out 
as yeah. a missionary into the world yeah. and mm-hmm. show God's light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's start small. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we like are like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour and a half every day and I'm going to be in the word and I'm going to pray and I'm going to do this devotional. And, and it's just unrealistic. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, no. yes. yeah. When I was 15, I went on my first mission trip to Northern Mexico and the mission that I went with worked with a church who every morning at 4.30 in the morning, people went to church and they had this prayer time where they literally walked this giant circle in this big empty room and they spent like an hour just walking around and praying out loud. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had um, to just have like 80 people walking around in a circle to this invisible track like praying out loud. It was incredible. Um, but one of the kids on the trip that I went with when we were on our way back here to Minnesota was like, guys, let's do this. Like, we'll we'll talk to our youth pastor. We'll get him to open the church and everybody can come at 430 before school and we can spend an hour in prayer. Um, and like the heart of that, I'm I love. Skeptical. I remember talking to the youth pastor's wife and being like, Nobody's actually gonna come. Like four hmm. thirty in the morning? No that way. Is, for that an is hour. Early. Like that's super early. Like that's a really big step. <laughs> like that's a really big ask. Because yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about students who don't drive themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now their parents are having to get up early. Um and I think we did it one weekend where people came like two days, like Saturday and Sunday. Um and then it just like very quickly spiraled and and died um (laughs) because we tried to bite off too much and like okay if you're gonna do that then maybe start with like i'm gonna wake up a half an hour early and spend some time at my house in prayer before i go to school or like before i go to work like yeah make it attainable because otherwise you're gonna fail in three days and then you're gonna feel immense guilt for not like hitting that goal um yeah, so Mark threw out a challenge on Sunday mm-hmm. to everybody to spend 31 days reading scripture and to read through the book of John. Was no, 21. 21. I was Sorry, like, 21. not 31. <laughs> 21 days reading through the book of John that has 21 chapters. Mm-hmm. So read a chapter a day. So I just wanted to remind people of that challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking on that challenge. Ooh. Maybe ask the people in your small group if your small group decides... You're going to do that together. Um, I'm going to write the book of John. Yeah. Um, So I'll have proof if you want to ask me about it. You know what Mm -hmm. I like to do when I write it? Yeah. I draw what what happened. Oh. So you can get a little extra if you like to draw. Yeah. And if that's too much for you, you can listen to it. Yeah. On the apps. Yeah. There are twenty one days. Yes. There are free audiobooks. Yes. Um I have a couple if you want to listen to some like real old school preachers yeah. read through scripture. Ooh. Um, Ooh. It's really dramatic. I I've gone through a few audiobooks because there's there's some where I'm like, I just can't listen to your voice for the next fifteen hours. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it. Um but yeah, I know Dwell has one. I mm-hmm. think U version does as version, well. they have a different person for each um version of the bible so like king james version i think has a guy that sounds english um i think seems for psalms (laughs) they have like a pad going on behind it (laughs) just different things not psalms for um um New International Version, NIV. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a little background music. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think, so one thing I'm thinking about too is like, 
um, well, I have kids. I have two. And kids can keep you accountable in ways that others can't because they're so honest and blunt sometimes. (laughs) And you're like, ooh, you shouldn't have shared that. But I think if we want our children to also pick up this habit we have to show them how to do it Mm -hmm. because I think about my growing up my parents didn't do this I didn't know how to do it and I think that's why sometimes a lot of us kind of struggle with it sometimes yeah so like you know we talk about digital detox like not reading from an iPad read from a Bible yeah so they see the Bible and actually have them included in on this 21 days like sit down and read it out loud to them for 21 days you know like then you're all getting to hear it and that's actually you know most scripture was meant to be read out loud yeah I mean that's kind of right how it was Mm -hmm. first heard Mm -hmm. so like setting this goal with your kids maybe making a star chart and when you all fill it up after 21 (laughs) days you get ice cream or I don't know something pizza party pizza party (laughs) (laughs) whatever your family loves interactive you know wherever it is like like setting this example to your kids and doing it in the morning so then they learn how to do it and it's not like an afterthought at the end of the night which Obviously, you make your priorities and you set your thing, but I think the more we can teach kids and show them how to do it, yeah, um, and the more you involve them in what you're doing, yeah, yep. it can actually set them yeah. up for mm-hmm. more success. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if Mark shared this story. I can't remember. Um, but a few years ago, I know he has told me this story, that in the morning when the kids are having breakfast, he usually spends time reading his Bible. Uh, but for a long time, he would do it on his iPad. And then one day he heard Macy and Miles talking um, and Macy said something like, oh, no, dad's playing a game. Um, And he was like, oh, oh, you don't realize what I'm doing because I'm on an iPad. Mm. And so he had to like switch his rhythm and be like, I'm going to read a paper Bible now instead of the Bible on my iPad um, so that you know what I'm doing. Yeah. So that you can see this, so you can have this example. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought that was really a, a great like real life example of mm-hmm. yeah. be an example for the kids and the people around you so that yeah. they can be like oh hey yeah dad read his bible in the morning while he ate breakfast yeah um and so like i can do that too like mm-hmm. that's that's easy and it's not digital yeah because we're talking about digital detox yeah <laughs> there i i love how accessible the bible is yeah and yeah. then i can like pull the bible up on my phone when yeah. i'm like looking for mm-hmm. a verse or like mm-hmm. something like that but when we're trying to spend time with Jesus, it's just so – there's so many distractions on your phone. There is. Like the mm-hmm. notifications come up or like somehow I always end up on Facebook or Instagram or <laughs> you something. start thinking about someone because maybe the Lord has laid yeah. them on heart. So then you're like, oh, I'll go check out what their Instagram or Facebook is doing. <laughs> what are they doing today? Well, and then you get completely distracted right. and you're like, oh, wait, bring it back. Every like- <laughs> time. Yeah. So turn the phone off. Yeah. Pull out your paper Bible. We have a box full of Bibles at church for yes. adults and teens and kids. If so if you don't one. have one, uh, they're on the back table in the worship center every Sunday. Please yes. grab one. Uh, there are more, so don't feel like you're taking the last one. Um, you I have a friend that needs them. one because you and a friend are going to try to do this challenge yeah. together. Like, yes. give it to them. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, had another example i was going to share but i can't remember (laughs) it's flown straight out of my head yeah (laughs) oh i remember what it was um i am not a morning person i like sleep but i have learned in my life that it is important for me 
to do my time with Jesus in the morning. Oh, yeah. Because it affects my attitude mm. for the whole The rest of the day. day. Yeah. It does. Um, and there was ideal. a time when I was living in South Central Mexico working at a Bible camp that my supervisor would call me out on this. And if we were working and I had a bad attitude, he would look at me and say, Megan, have you spent time with Jesus today? And at the first time he asked me that, I was like, in my head, I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, that's private information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I eventually was like, no. And he was like, okay, go back to your apartment. I lived on the camp property. He's like, go back to your apartment and spend a half an hour with Jesus and then come back. And I was like, but we're in the middle of a work project. Like, all these reasons, why not? And he was like, nope, go. And he, like, pointed towards my apartment. And at first, I kind of felt like I was a kid being sent to the principal's office. (laughs) Disciplined, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I went and I spent 10 minutes grumbling. Yep. And then actually, like, spent a little bit of time reading my Bible and praying. And I came back and I apologized for my attitude. Um, But I just realized that it's important... A, for me to do it in the morning, and B, to have somebody keep you accountable. Yeah. Because um, then any time that I was, like, having a bad attitude, he would ask me. Mm. And it would either redirect me real quick to be like, no, okay, I can have a better attitude about this. Or, like, remind me that my focus was lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't focusing on Jesus anymore. I was focusing on my to-do list and getting distracted by all the things. Yeah. Um, so find somebody in your life that you love and trust mm-hmm. who can maybe ask you, mm-hmm. hey, have you spent time with Jesus today yeah. or this week? Yeah. Um, maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's somebody in your small group. Um, don't use it as a, like, disciplinary, like, let me smack you upside the head now yeah. because you haven't done this. Yeah. Don't shame people into it. Mm-hmm. That's not what we want. But encourage and support each other um, mm-hmm. because it's – there's so much corporateness yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. We were not meant to be an island or do things on no. our own. Um, we're meant to be a body and a community. So yes, let's do that for each other. Yeah. And just an encouraging reminder of like Jesus, if you're feeling, if you're feeling super overwhelmed or you're feeling, um, especially like with sickness or whatever, like if there's a heavy feeling like, Jesus promises that when you come to come to him, he will give you rest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew 11. Like if you are, if you're heavy laden, if you are a laborer, whatever you're laboring over, like he promises rest to you. He doesn't promise to solve it, but that rest is healing. And so, um, just going to him, like just start there Yep. and rest will be given. It's a promise in scripture. And so you can hold on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you, you might need to do it a few times. It's not going to be instantaneous. Yeah. But we have to right. remind ourselves. Sometimes yeah. as humans, we're stubborn. You're so human. <laughs> You're so all... flawed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was the encouragement for you. That was it for yeah. this week. Um, we would love to hear your feedback. <clears throat> um, I didn't get any texts last week mm. from people who have listened to the podcast. So hopefully you just didn't text me. Um <laughs> But this week, if you text or email me saying you listen to the podcast, I will send you something in the mail. Oh, Ooh, some some paper mail. <gasps> That's the, nice. That's fun. Mail, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you'll get a little, a little prize, a little something. Um, so yeah, office at pursuitcommunity.church or send me a text. 
or any of the ladies here, um, mm-hmm. if I hear wind that you listen to the podcast, you'll get a little, a little something. Yay! Um, we will be back next week. I believe we're going to have a guest in the studio next week talking about uh, more about Sabbath and Shabbat. And we'll get to learn about that a little bit. Yes. Um, but we will see you guys on Sunday. Yeah. As we continue our Counterculture of Sabbath That's right. series. Yes. All right. Have a good week. Rest Bye, up. Guys. <laughs>